What's up, everybody, and welcome back to First and Goal, the hottest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Tuesday, August 22nd in the year 2023, and today we are going to be discussing several things. We're going to discuss our quarterback rankings of the SEC going into the 2023 season. We also got a little bit of current news, and we're also going to be discussing a little bit of Week Zero football coming up this weekend. We're going to do a little preview on some games. But all in all, it should be a great day to talk some football and buckle up your chin straps, put in that mouthpiece. Let's get it. All right, all right, all right, man. It feels good to be back in the studio. As always, I'm your host, Ben, joined here by my co-host, Big Rob. How's it going, brother? What's going on, everybody? Like you said, man, it it is a great day to be back at the studio. Football is here, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm ready to talk about it. Yes, sir. It's been a minute. We've been away for a little while. Just a little while. It's been uh, busy, y'all. Both of us have started coaching football. Big Rob's helping me out with one of our teams, and then he's helping us for our youth program, developing some of the younger guys in junior varsity, and then I've been having to work some with varsity and also junior varsity. And we've had our hands full lately, man, but all in all, we got to figure it out. we got to schedule down pack so we can get you all back to having regular episodes coming to you two times a week, preferably. And I am looking forward to being back, man. It's been too long. I've been itching. I know you've been itching. Oh, yeah. But you can't have football season without first and goal. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's kind of a little bit boring without first and goal during football season, don't you think? No, well, it is, man. It is. <laughs> I mean, we got to break down film. We got to put people in their place. Somebody's got to talk about fast talking, Jimbo. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to do it. And by God, we are the men for the job. Don't forget about little Nicky down there, too. Oh, man. Little Nicky. He's depressing as always, I tell you. Is he retired? When is he going to retire? I think, I don't know. I really don't know, man. I, the writing's almost on the wall, though. If Georgia keeps winning, they're, you know, keeping up, keeping on with their winning ways. I think as soon as Bama has a four-loss season, it's over. I think four losses in one season is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Or he could pull another Joe Paul and uh, <clears throat> once he retires, he's he's done for good. Yeah. Check out the office and check out a life, man. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, for real. I tell you though, you know, he's you know, he's a living legend amongst, you know, football coaches, especially those who are still coaching now. But as bad as I don't like Alabama, as bad as I don't like little Nicky, he's gonna go down as probably one of the, if not the absolute best college coach to ever coach the game. I'll give him one of the only one I just I kind of wonder about 
That's Bear Bryant, man. I mean, how do you top Bear Bryant? Especially in Tuscaloosa. Right. He does have more championships, but come on. Yes, you ain't wrong. I might be biased also because I've been reading Bear Bryant biography. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That could just, have just a little bias. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be all right. Hell with him. Right. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, what all you got for us, man? You got a little bit of news? Absolutely, man. Some breaking news coming out today and yesterday. First of all, Georgia announces that Carson Beck is going to be your starting quarterback for the 2023 season. I've been seeing that guy's face all over Facebook since it was in the house. Facebook, I would say Twitter, but somehow I logged myself out and I haven't been able to get back in. Sorry, y'all. I ain't as tech savvy as you think I am. So if we have an issue with the podcast, it's probably my fault, just so you know. But uh, I was seeing Carson Beck's face everywhere. It kind of surprised me, man. I mean, they had the other quarterback, I think his name's Vandegrift. Yeah, Brock Vandegrift. Dude has looked impressive since last year. Hell, two years ago, spring game. And they also got that uh, sophomore coming in this year. I think he is Gunnar Stockton. Yeah. I mean, for him to win out that competition, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see that coming. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, though, I mean, if you think back over the last few years, Georgia's got a way of finding those quarterbacks that – have the, the questionable backgrounds and turning them into national champions. I mean, from what I understand, you look at Stetson Bennett, he's amazing people out there at NFL camps right now. So, I mean, this could be another Stetson Bennett sort of Another, another diamond in the rough. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, Stetson ought to be pretty good. I mean, he's older than half the coaches, ain't he? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm just cutting full <laughs> Stetson. I'm just cutting full. But, uh, yeah, so, like I said, Georgia is definitely got their starting quarterback going on. Also announced today, I noticed moments before we even started the podcast, Georgia Tech is named former Texas A&M quarterback Haynes King as their quarterback number one. That's pretty damn exciting, man. Haynes King, he did some really good things at Texas A&M. He, uh... Last year was not a favorable situation for him. I'll be honest. Texas A&M was a train wreck last year. Nobody could succeed in that team last year. I mean, it was a disaster. But Haynes King has done some really good things over the years. He really has. He just – I think a fresh start for him is just what the doctor ordered. I mean, Georgia Tech has always been known to have a very good rushing attack. So you get that good rushing attack to take some of the pressure off the quarterback, man, he could really succeed down there. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. <clears throat> it just seems like there has been a little bit of controversy at the quarterback position out there at Texas A&M. So like you said, he gets out of the shadow at College Station and, you know, gets into a new program where, you know, he's got some good expectations on him. He's not being criticized too awful much at this moment. So you never know. He could turn it right back around and be the Haynes King that they projected him to be whenever he first got College Station. That's exciting, man. That Absolutely. is exciting. Going on to our next piece of information, we got Shane Beamer out there in Columbia, South Carolina, had his interview today. And he has... Named Dakarian Joyner as the starting running back for your Gamecocks this year. 
Hats off to you, DK. I mean, that is exciting news for me. I cannot think of a player over the years in college football who is more deserving of finally getting their chance, really, getting their chance at being a full-time number one player position. I mean, this is a guy that was recruited back in 2018, 2017. It was the year before Muschamp got fired. He was here for that. Was he? I think that he originally came on, I want to say, in 2018. Yeah, I think you're right. 2018, he registered. And then true freshman in 2019. And then in 2020 is when the COVID year happened. No, he redshirted 2018. Then he mm-hmm. was a redshirt freshman in 2020. Right, right, right. That's for 2019. 2020, he got some playing time at quarterback a little bit. Or no, 2019, he was a sophomore because in 2019, he beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was, a, I think, a redshirt freshman when he beat Georgia, I think. He might have to. He might. Hell, I can't remember. <laughs> it's been so long ago. Too many concussions. Way too many concussions. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is the man came on there as a quarterback. Then he has put it receiver. Never got a real fair shake at it. Had a win over number two in the country, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Took over team, won that big game. Then he went back to receiver in the Shane Beamer era. Then he took over in a bowl game, Duke's Mayo Bowl, two years ago. Starting quarterback for that game. Had a hellacious game at quarterback. Everybody was going into the season last year saying, well, why'd you bring in Spencer Rattler? DK did an incredible job. Why don't we go with this guy at quarterback? But it wasn't meant to be. He kind of had an injury riddled first part of the season. Mm-hmm. Got in there at receiver and did a couple decent things, but just never really got it together last year. Just You could tell the hamstring was bothering him. Had a few issues. But went in and had a chance to go to the NFL. And he decided to come back for another year of college. One more time to South Carolina. Running back one last time for his kid. Gets a chance in a short depth running back room. They said, hey, you like bouncing around. Why don't we try you in this running back thing? He, he didn't back down from the challenge. Dude bulked up, put on some weight. My gosh, this is the biggest I've ever seen to carry in Jordan. But he's really busted his ass, and he's not only is he going to be a running back, but he beat out one of the starters from last year, Juju McDowell. Mm-hmm. Beat out a D2 stud in Mario Anderson. Yep. Uh, beat out a great freshman they talked about. Four-star freshman. And he's the number one running back going into North Carolina against Tar Heels. So, DK, my hat's off to you. Congratulations, man. And can you imagine with DeCarian Jordan's quarterback background, <laughs> Possibly pitching it out to him and having a, a running back pass option available to the team. Oh, I guarantee they got something in there dialed up without a doubt in my mind. <laughs> you know, South Carolina loves trick plays, man. Beamer ball. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I just I can't wait to see what Joyner looks like, what everybody looks like in this new Dow Loggins program. It should be very interesting to see, man. I mean, to see the development of Spencer Radler. We'll see the receivers coming back. Juice Wells had an incredible year last year. Xavier Leggett really came on strong towards the end of the season. You got tight ends. Um, oh, what the hell's Trey that? Knox. Trey Knox coming in there. You got the kid out of Florida. Mm-hmm. You and got Elkskins, some. Elkins or something like that. Yep, yep. You also got the boy out of um, 
I think Western Kentucky. Josh Simon? Josh something. Simon, you mean? I don't remember what exactly, but all three of the tight ends are supposed to be studs. This the South Carolina team, man, they're a real dark horse coming in this year, I do believe. They could surprise some folks. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, not to mention the defense, which we'll go into a little bit further about that in the future, but this team is just dialed up and they're ready to go. But let's go on to some more kind of disappointing news to me. Sports Illustrated has reported that Florida State could leave the ACC as early as 2025, and that could be announced within the next few days. Yeah, I, I hate it, man. I mean, if you're going anywhere, I would imagine it's going to be either the Big Ten or SEC. That's the only two conferences I figured. That's yeah. the two that's really taken over college football at this point. That's, that's the two that has the most money. And I really hate to see it because, I mean, Florida State's been in the ACC for a long time. And not to mention, man, I mean, I enjoy the ACC. I really loved it. Yes. To me, the ACC has always made a perfect kind of arch nemesis for the SEC. It's always a great game when those two conferences come together and play each other. And ACC football in general, man, it's just it's a blast to me. I love it. I mean, Duke. Boston College, Miami, Florida State, Clemson, without a doubt. There's so many schools at Crawford, Virginia Tech. They're just a blast to watch. Just, there's a lot of passion, a lot of tradition in that conference, and I, just, I love it. I really do. And if you're an old head like me, and you talk ACC football, you immediately think of the Bobby Bowden days of Florida State. And then you go and you look at the Virginia Techs. Frank Miller. Frank Beamer. <clears throat> but for Florida State to be leaving and they're upset about the kind of money that they're getting, it's just it's it's, it's extremely disappointing that it's really come to that. It's disappointing altogether how much college football is becoming more about money and yeah. less about football and school and tradition. Yeah. And something's gonna have to happen, and I do believe here before long something is going to happen. Last year. Yeah, because right now we're on a one-way course to being the NFL, except there's no salary cap. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be no salary cap, and it's also going to be two divisions, the SEC and the Big Ten. Everybody else is just going to be wiped off the map. Yeah, I mean, that's look at the Pac-12. SEC and Big Ten, I mean, you're basically looking at the Wild Wild West right now. They're just taking teams left and right. And, mm-hmm. NCAA, they're pretty much telling them to kiss their rear ends, and they're doing their own thing. Yep. I mean, they're taking over. Yep. So, hopefully something gets figured out, because I really, really, really do not want to lose ACC as a conference. and we already seen it with the Pac-12 out there. Yep. Once one team leaves, the ride's on the wall. There's going to be others following suit. Next thing you know, you're losing four or five teams. Pac-12, Big 12. And the conference is going to fold. So, I don't know. Hopefully, cooler heads can prevail and somebody can do something to keep some tradition alive in this college football. Absolutely, man. Whether it's, you know, getting these teams more TV deals for, you know, their conferences or just something to to help offset, make everybody happy. But, I mean, I love the SEC. I like the Big Ten. 
and love the ACC. But can you imagine a football world to where you've only got two conferences to root for? Kind of like the NFC and the AFC and the NFL. Yeah, that would really suck. It really would. And it's going to make it very complicated for all the bowl games. <clears throat> yep. I think the ACC, what could save them, and it's going to have to happen soon, man, is Notre Dame. If Notre Dame will join the ACC, they bring a big TV contract over. They bring a lot of things with them. They bring a lot of money to that conference. So that's got to happen. Some big team has to come to the ACC. Something's got to happen to bring some money, bring some TV deals in, bring something Mm -hmm. to save this conference. Yep. And please make it happen soon. Yes, amen. <laughs> All right, so let's let's sit down off the or step down off the soapbox on this one, and let's uh, talk a little week zero football, shall we? Go ahead with it, man. What you got, man? Oh man, you're talking about a great week of football coming up. I mean, of course, it's not week one. You don't have everybody playing, but this is just getting your feet wet. It's Dude, college football. It's college football. That's all I need. Football. That is it, man. Oh man. Game number one, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday. You've got the Navy Midshipmen versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, that's going to be a big home field advantage. That's going to be a big home field advantage for the Fighting Irish, I do believe. Even though it's not South Bend, I mean, come on. Fighting Irish, Ireland. <laughs> what if Conor McGregor is going to be at the game? That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool, as long as he don't punch another mascot. Can you imagine <laughs> if, if they let him dress up like the leprechaun for the Irish? I'd be terrified. <laughs> I would be terrified. Gracious day. But that should be a very entertaining game, man. Navy and Notre Dame's always been a bit of a rivalry. I mean, yeah. I think it is a rivalry, actually. Yep. And I hope Navy can go out here and make a real good game out of it again. It's going to be interesting because Notre Dame, they got themselves a new quarterback, a kid that we have really talked great about over the years. Sam Hartman from Wake Forest transferred there, and that could be a very scary thing for years to come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least for the next year. Year, year, or year maybe two years. That's right. But, uh, yeah, Sam Hartman is a very scary thing. I mean – They've, still, they've always had a great running game, something that Sam Hartman has always flourished with, and some wide receivers, man, defense. I mean, it's this Notre Dame team is a lot scarier than what they have been in years past, especially last year. No, absolutely, man, absolutely. But going in now, when you got a pick – I think I'm going to take Sam Hartman in Notre Dame, and I think I'm going to take them to win – I'm going to say 35-17. I like it. I like it. I think I'm going to pick the same team. I'm going to have to go Notre Dame. I'm going to go with 38-14. Nice, nice. I like it. Make it a little different. <laughs> Game number two of Saturday, you got North Alabama versus Mercer, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. What you think about this one, brother? Who is it? North Alabama and Mercer. I don't know either one of them. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> but I'm just going to stick with 
step out on a ledge here and say North Alabama just because the name Alabama's in there. <laughs> okay, for it. And I'm going to take them 20 to 17. 2017, I like it. I like it. I'm just, I'm going to go on the other way here. Don't know either team, but I, just for sake of argument, I'm going to call Mercer and I'm going to pick 1410. Okay, okay. We'll arrive with that. Next up, you got UTEP versus Jacksonville State, 5 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hmm. I'm going to ride with UTEP. I'm going to go 28 20. 28 20. I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to go the other way. I just like the, uh, the Jacksonville State team just a little bit better. And I'm going to take that uh, going, we'll say 27 17. All right. We can ride with that. We can ride with that. What you got next? Fordham versus U Albany. Who versus Albany? Fordham. Ford? Fordham. Fordham. Mm hmm. I ain't got a damn clue. <laughs> I'm just going to go to Albany because I can pronounce it. <laughs> and what the hell? We'll say 21 14. Why not? I'll take U of Albany as well this game, but I'll go 7-10. Seven, 7-10? Seven mm-hmm. So you got Albany scoring 10 points. Albany scoring 10? That is a very low-scoring college game. Yeah. yeah. It is, but I don't know who the team, so I really don't know what kind of offense, what kind of defense either team's got. So we'll just roll 10-7. to seven. All right, let her ride. <laughs> Send it. Next up, it's actually going to be a very interesting game, in my opinion. you got UMass versus New Mexico State, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. I'm going to go with New Mexico State. New Mex. I'm going to take it 28-10. 28-10, New Mex. Gotta agree with you with this one, man. It's it's just it's hard to really say what kind of UMass team you're gonna get. Where's that? Where's that? Where's it's uh, New Mexico State's saying the home team. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, North team going that far down south. Heat's gotta play a factor. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say New Mexico State. I'm gonna go with thirty-five to twenty-three. Okay. Right, that 23, that's an odd number. It's a little odd number, but you can get there. You can make it happen. <laughs> Two field goals. Yes, sir. All right, what's next on the list there, buddy? Ohio versus San Diego State, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ohio Bobcats. The Bobcats. Or the Bob Kittens, every day you want to look at them. Versus San Diego State. Hmm. Hell, give me the Bobcats. Give me the Bobcats. I'm going to take them 24 to 13. 24 13. I like it. I like it. Give me the Bobcats over San Diego State as well, but I'll take that. Uh, give me 35 27. 35 Okay. We can make that work. You tired, are you, buddy? All right, up next. Roll, roll <laughs> up, huh? I said, you ain't tired, are you, buddy? 
Oh, it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, here you. Long day at work and then a long football practice in the afternoon. Absolutely. In the, in the heat, I get you. And next up, probably the game of the week, or at least the one I'm most excited about. you got Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. SEC versus, I think they're still Pac-12. <laughs> but uh, that means it's 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Give me the Commodores and give them to me big. I'm going Vanderbilt 45, the Rainbow Warriors. We're going with 17. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. Not got Vandy winning this game, too, but I think it's going to be just a little bit closer for the simple fact that Hawaii's got something to play for this year, and that is for the people of Hawaii that was, you know, that have lost everything in the fires. They're taking pride in everything, not to mention they're also another year into the new coaching staff. That's not going to be enough to win this game because I think Vandy is just turning the corner. I think that for Vandy to be able to get where they want to be, they got to have this game. I'm taking Vandy 27-17. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it being that close, man. I feel for Hawaii. Prayer for all the people out there, I really am. But I'm telling you, Vanderbilt last year, there's an old saying. If a team ever learns how to lose, if they ever get used to losing, it is hell to break them out of it. It's really, really hard. You ain't wrong. And Vandy was stuck losing for a long time. Last year, they won five games. Last year, they had an attitude, and they closed the season out with a real bit of momentum about them. I mean, a real chip on their shoulders. And they finally won an SEC game. And... I got them kicking off the year this year with a big win on their way to bowl eligibility. I think Vandy's going to reach six wins this year. I really do. I, I do, too. And I do, too. And I think that a lot of teams are going to be looking past Vandy thinking this still is the Vandy team of old. Got news for you, buddy. The, you sleep on them. They're, they're going to be like South Carolina was two years ago. You sleep on them, they, they may bite you in the butt. Well, South Carolina might be one to sleep on them. Yeah. You ain't wrong there. Hope not. Me too. Moving on, Jackson State versus South Carolina State, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. What you got here? Oh, man, it's going to be a rematch of the 2021 HBCU National Championship. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going with the champion from 2021. I'm riding with South Carolina State. Might be because I'm a South Carolina native. Might be because the school ain't but about 25 minutes from right here at the house. Might be that I've played on that field before when I was in high school. Could be any of those things. But you know what? I'm riding with the Bulldogs. We're going to do the damn thing. SC State, I'm taking them winning this game. 35, Jacksonville State, or Jackson State, 24. <laughs> 35-24. You got a pretty close game there. Pretty close game. Actually, 35 we're going to say 35-20 because Deion Sanders done took three quarters of the team with him to Colorado. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. I've got to agree with you 100%. Give me them Bulldogs. Give them to me big. Give me 45-17. I love it. I love it. Love where you're thinking there, man. I love it. Absolutely. Go dogs. That's the only time you'll ever hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
San Jose State versus them Trojans of USC, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. What you got? Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to ride with the Trojans. <laughs> How can you not this game, man? San Jose State. What have they ever really been a name in football? Hopefully starting this weekend because I, I do not like the Trojans. I don't like Lincoln Riley. I don't like Caleb Williams. And you know Marshawn Lloyd, I don't like his ass either. Me either. Traitor. Me either, traitor. Dang right, he's a traitor. But I got to agree with you. Wish to get a healthy season on her own. Hope Absolutely. everybody stays healthy. Don't wish nothing bad on none of them. No. But they can all kiss the people's ass. <laughs> kiss the shame's ass. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you. Give me USC. The, give me them Trojans, the fake USC. Give them to me uh, 35, 35-14. I'm going to say 48-10. Okay. I got them winning big, and I think Marshawn Lloyd showed some real potential in the SEC, and when he could stay healthy. In typical Carolina fashion, he transferred. So he's probably going to have a breakout year this year, like everybody else does when they transfer. Yeah. So he's probably going to have an incredible season. Yep, yep. Plus, he's not in the uh, SEC anymore, so. No, no, he's in a conference that is missing half of the teams around. I mean, they're all getting ready to ride out. Yep. Going on to bigger, better pastures. I mean, who, who even plays for the Pac-12 championship anymore? I mean, USC plays for it, but who else? Washington? Oregon. That's about it. Oregon State, I think, plays for Or Utah. Utah has once. I think Utah won last year and won the Pac-12 championship. That's right. They lost to Utah, who lost to the Florida Gators, who were awful. <sighs> we lost to the Gators, too, though. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> is that all the games for week zero? Well, we got one more. We got FIU versus Louisiana Tech. Give me Louisiana Tech. We're going to say 21-10. Give me FIU and give them to me 27-21. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, make it 28-21. Oh, you want to you increase the spread on me at that? Okay. Yep. Okay. Louisiana Tech's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Well, now that that's all said and done, let's get into our 2023 quarterback rankings going into the season for the SEC. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where do you want to start? You want to start... Low, or do you want to start at number one and go work our way down? We'll start at number one. All right. Number one, coming in at number one for me, the, the accurate list. <laughs> I got Jaden Daniels from LSU. Hear me out, guys. He might not have the biggest arm. He might not be the most athletic. But this young man can lift a team up around him. He is a leader. He makes big plays when the game is on the line. This is a quarterback that I trust. I have faith in. He's going to be a future NFL pick. Give me Jaden Daniels, number one all day long. 
I like Jaden Daniels, and, and I like him. I like him a lot. He, he doesn't have the biggest arm, but he does have a way of being able to create chaos. He actually led, and this is this is actually pretty sad, but he actually led LSU last year in rushing uh, yards for 885 yards for 11 touchdowns. Passed for 2,913 yards with 17 touchdowns, three INTs, and 68.6% completion percentage. He was the LSU offense. Basically, yeah. And this year they got a great running back coming up from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Pastors. <laughs> but that's going to take some heat off of him also. So I look for him to have an even bigger season this year than he did last year. Absolutely. I, I kind of agree with you with that. But that's not my number one. AJ Jefferson out there at Arkansas. This man is a beast to take down. He's got a great arm, got a good eye. He passed for 2,648 yards, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions, had a 68% completion rating, 640 rushing yards with nine touchdowns. Yep, but you know what the best ability in football is? Availability. He was hurt. Three quarters this past season. He had some kind of injury. Neck. Every game. Every game. Oh, he stubbed his toe. Oh, he slept on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, his girlfriend broke up with him. Who knows? But this dude had issues week in, week out. Was he talented? Yes. Was he athletic? Yes. When he's on, is he incredible? Yes. But how often is he on? They had all this hype coming in last year. I picked him to win the West. They made me look like a jackass. Well, let me ask you this. And we kind of had this uh, this little discussion whenever we were in the uh, living room discussing the list. But if you were to put a Georgia Bulldog jersey on K.J. Jefferson, had him start a quarterback, where would he be ranked in your list then? K.J. Jefferson playing for Georgia? For Georgia. Not number one. Because he does not lift a team up around him. (laughs) He had the best running back in all of college football last year. Coming back again this year, Rocket Powers. Mm -hmm. Show me something. You can't be the number one quarterback in the SEC, number one running back in the SEC, have some of the best wide receivers and tight ends in the SEC, and then turn around and lose six games. You can't do it. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. But down the list you go, sir. (laughs) All right, moving on. What you got at number two? Will Rogers, Mississippi State. How about them dogs? Hail State. I miss Mike Leach, man. Mike Leach taught this kid from the time he came in there. He's been working with him, developing him. This kid is an absolute freaking stud. He's going to be a future first-round draft pick, no doubt in my mind. Just incredible quarterback. Got great posture in the pocket. Great feel for the game, incredible arm, decent athleticism. The only problem I have with him, the only reason he's not number one, is there's been a few close games that Mississippi State's been in, and he just has not been able to seal the deal on some of them. And that bothers me. And that's why he's not my number two. Well, who you got here, number two, then? (laughs) Number two, I've got your guy, number one, Jaden Daniels, LSU. This Joker, like you said, man, he can he can build a team around him. He was the LSU offense last year. I mean, you can't you can't name a second quarterback without saying 
Jaden Daniels' name in this situation. I got to go with Jaden Daniels at number two. Well, that's because you screwed up at number one. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I'm not even going to begin to argue what you have going on here. <laughs> My number three, I got KJ Jefferson. You know why? Because he's not better than Jaden Daniels. Because he's not better than Will Rogers. Hell, he's not better than some of the quarterbacks behind him. But he has been to an extent more consistent on the field than the guys I have behind him. And I do have more film on him to make me a little bit more comfortable. So I'm around with KJ Jefferson in Arkansas. But if you have six wins again this year, KJ, you're going to the bottom of the list, I swear. <laughs> At number three, I'm taking your guy at number two, Will Rogers. 68, uh, 68 completion percentage, 3,979 yards, 35 touchdowns, eight interceptions. You can't get much better than that, man. And he's ranked second in the SEC for passing yards, fourth in completion uh, percentage. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with this guy, man. He is a game changer. And could he have been number two? Even could he have been number one? Absolutely, man. I just like the other two just a little bit better. Give me Will Rogers at number three. Wrong again. <laughs> what you got at number four? Number four, this guy here. I should have called him Virginia instead of his name. Because there's nothing but hills, just up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, he's a roller coaster of a guy. He will drive you insane and make you cuss him out. Then he'll make you praise him and wish the school built a statue in his honor. Son of a gun's got talent out of this world, but his inconsistency kills him. But he did have a hot stretch in the last season, put it all together, had some big wins. He lifted his team up around him when it counted the most. Spencer Rattler, man, I think he finally has gotten over this ledge. That's the one thing he's never really had is the big-name quality wins when it counts. And he had not one but two of those last year when the game was on the line, where he put the team on his shoulder, put them on that big arm of his, and threw them into the ball game and got the win for him. Spencer Rattler, number four all day. He could be a number one guy in my opinion, but – He's just got to get a little more consistent. And that is the reason he's not my number four. I love Spencer. Love him to death. And I think he's going to have a heck of a season this year. I think he's – I think you're right. I think he's made the turn. But we just don't know. So this this is the reason why I've actually put Joe Milton of Tennessee at my number four spot. Yes, he's a little bit of an unknown. He really didn't get a lot of playing time last year until – the number one got hurt, but what he did do was throw for 971 yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a completion percentage of 64.64.6%. And these are only in five games, including the win at Clemson in the bowl game. All right, I can see what you. I see what you did there. I got Joe Milton my number five. The reason being, to me, he's he's got Nick Foles syndrome. That's what he had last year. He was a starter before Hendon Hooker. He got benched. He got replaced. 
Four-handed hooker. Coming into the game as a backup, you're expected to lose. There's no, there's no stress. You're not the guy. You're not the franchise. You're not the face of the program. You're not the leader of the team carrying everybody on your shoulders. You're just a replacement. Hell, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm second string anyways. I can go out here and I can ball out of my mind because I ain't got to worry about crap. I ain't got to lose no sleep. If we win, great. If we lose, oh well. It's like old Johnny Manziel used to say, win or lose, we booze. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. This year here, he's not going to have that privilege. This year, he is the guy. He is the face of the program. He's the man that everybody's going to be looking at week in, week out, all summer long, all fall. We had a great year last year. We came up a little short. We want you to carry us to the promised land. We're wanting to go to the natty. You have to take us there. Let's go. Can Joe Milton hang on that pressure? I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to say. But after that South Carolina game, you know, there was a lot of pressure. You're pretty much already out of the playoffs. But, you know, you still have that outside chance. And he didn't fold under the pressure, man. It just seemed like he got even better after the fact. We'll see what he does. But with that being said, at my number five, we're kind of flip-flopped. I got Spencer Rattler at my number five pretty much for the same Reasons that you said, man, it's just it's really hard for what you think you're going to get out of Spencer. I think he's turned the tide. <clears throat> but last year he did pass for 3,026 yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He goes, he's going to have to improve on that stat a little bit with a completion percentage rate at 66.2%. I, like I said, I think he's turned the tide, but I do have Spencer at my number five. Uh, number six. I'm riding with Devin Leary over at Kentucky simply because dude's got a lot of experience coming from NC State as a starter. Kentucky's bringing back Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator they had that they had so much success with two years ago. I mean, he literally created Will Levis and made him what he was. Let's just be honest. And to me, Devin Leary is a better quarterback than Levis. So for that reason, I got him at number six all day. Look who's wrong again. Oh, let me guess you. <laughs> negative, sir. Negative, sir. I love De- Devin Leary. Loved him at North Carolina State, man. But he got injured last year, and you don't know how that injury is going to affect him this year. He's in a different program and a different uh, – in the SEC this time rather than the ACC where defenses are just a little bit more quicker. For that reason, at my number six, I've got Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, threw for 2,974 yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He had a 62.49% completion percentage rate, 614 rushing yards, and one touchdown rushing last season. Jackson Dart, I think, is a little bit magical down there for Ole Miss. I've got him at my number six. Close, but wrong. I got it in number seven, and I don't have Jackson Dart. I got Spencer Sanders or Jackson Dart because the starter's not been decided yet. Spencer Sanders was one of the biggest names in the transfer portal this offseason coming out of Oklahoma State. Sensational quarterback. Everything about him just screams Lane Kiffin. I think Spencer Sanders is going to win this QB battle, personally. 
and I'm going to take him at number seven. Jackson Dart, he could also be a number seven just off of experience, and he does have one of the best offensive coordinators in the game on his side. Right. Not bad, not bad, but at number seven, give me Brady Cook out of Missouri. Brady Cook threw for 2,739 yards, 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions with a percentage rate of 64.4% completion rate. Brady Cook can be a menace back there quarterback if he's got time. I think this year he's going to improve a little bit. I think he can see the field a little bit better. He's got more targets. He's got you know a better running game around him. Uh, but I think that he can lead Missouri to a decent season this year. Give him to me at number seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Brady Cook ain't we ain't even close to him yet on my list. <laughs> I ain't even gonna start on that. I don't, I don't know why you even had him up. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> but number eight, I got AJ Swan from Vandy simply because when I look for a quarterback, I look for athleticism. I look for the big arm accuracy. I look for the guy. But I look for the man that when everything is down and out, when all the marbles are on the line, when the cards are stacked against you, I want that guy that's gonna step up and lift the team up on his shoulders and take you take me to a win. A.J. Swan, to me, is one of those dudes. There's going to be games won at Vanderbilt off of his arm, off of his decision-making. I love what I'm seeing. I see progress coming from this year and next year. I think he's going to keep getting better. So, number eight, A.J. Swan. Devin Leary, UK at number eight. Devin Leary, like I said, I've loved this kid at North Carolina State, pulled for him, and he's always had a good team around him. This time around at Kentucky, he's going to have some good receivers. He is going to have a decent running game. Kentucky always does. The thing that I worry about with Kentucky is the offensive line, if they've improved on that this year. But you've got the offensive offensive coordinator back from last season, uh, the season before, excuse me. So I think that he can do – some great things at Kentucky, but I'm just not 100% sold on where he's at. So give him to me at number eight. All right, sounds good. Number nine. I'm going with either Tyler Buckner or Jalen Milrow coming out of Alabama. Tyler Buckner is former quarter for, quarterback from Notre Dame. I think he poses as a good experienced player to come in and take start. Nick Saban loves that. But Jalen Milrow is familiar with Nick Saban. Jalen Milrow did get a start last year when Bryce Young was injured. He did get some playing time in that Tennessee game also. But uh, all in all, man, I don't know which direction it's going to go with. But either way, I'm going to have the Bama quarterback at number nine. At number nine, give me the Georgia quarterback, Carson Beck. He's a little bit of an unknown coming in here. He's actually played in seven total games last season when he had 310 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, with a 74.3% completion rate. Kid does have some arm, arm talent. I like him, and I think uh, I think the team around him is going to do good. Give him to me at number nine. Sounds good. All right, number 10. What you got, number 10? I got Peyton Thorne from Auburn. At number 10, Peyton Thorne at Auburn, he is going to he's going to take over that Auburn job, and I think he's actually going to turn that Auburn team around. It's just the whole unknown. He's coming from a Big Ten school. 
2,679 passing yards with 19 touchdowns, but 11 interceptions. So he's, he's a little interception happy. 62.5% completion percentage. I think he's going to do some good things at Auburn, but, again, I'm not sold on him. Yeah, I got the same guy for all the same reasons. I would love to see Robbie Ashford get a shot at it again, honestly, just because he really did click at the end of the season. And he really toughed it out and played with a ton of heart last year. But Peyton Thorne, you got a guy that's got a ton of talent. But same reason as you, I'm also skeptical. I'm going Peyton Thorne, but would not be surprised to see him struggle. I hardly agree there. At number 11, I've actually got Graham Mertz out there at Florida. 2,136 yards last season, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So he's also real interception happy. Uh, he's got a completion percentage rate at 57.3%. He's a transfer from Wisconsin, so he's also coming from a Big Ten school. So there's going to be a little bit of uh, – I will play there to try to get used to everything, the speed of the SEC. Plus, you've also got that uh, Florida offense, the Billy Napier that you just really don't know much about. That's why I've got Grant Mertz at 11. All right, number 11 for me is going to be Carson Beck, simply because I don't know any of these three Georgia quarterbacks. I know who they are. I know their history in high school, but at the same time, none of them have college experience on their side start as a starter. So, I'm going to go ride with Carson Beck at number 11. Just because I have some below him, I doubt even more. Okay. Okay. At number 12, I have Connor Wegman from Texas A&M, simply because you don't know what you're going to get out of Connor Wegman. You don't even know that if he's going to have just you know one interception, if he's going to be pulled or not. The seat under Jimbo is just so hot that – you really, you really don't want to be a starter under Jimbo right now because you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, he passed last season for 896 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, at 55.3% uh, completion, and he played in just five games last season. So he's he looks to be the starter this season. But he, again, you don't know what you're going to get. And you don't know how much Jimbo is going to be able to, to trust him. Yeah, I agree with you once again on number 12. I got Connor Wigman as well. It's like you said, yes, he's coming in the season as a preseason All-American, if I'm not mistaken, after only five games. But at the same time, Jimbo's got such a hot seat on him. Is he going to trust his offensive coordinator? Is he going to interfere? Is there going to be turmoil and all this noise coming from A&M again? There's a lot of what-ifs in there, and what-ifs never mean good for a football team. So I just I can't buy in on Connor Wickman at the moment. Right. No, I get it. I definitely get it. At number 13, I have your guy, A.J. Uh, Swan from Vanderbilt. Shame on you. You should be ashamed of yourself for having that one. I want to be able to trust this guy a little bit more. I like everything about him. I like the work that he puts in on. But I just don't know if I trust Vandy yet. The disrespect is unreal. I don't know if I trust Vandy yet. Well, I mean, we're, we're asking about quarterbacks, not the team. <laughs> but I mean, you got to have a team around you to be a good quarterback. No, you don't. But he threw for one thousand two hundred seventy-four yards last season, ten touchdowns, two interceptions. So that that is pretty impressive with a fifty-nine point one percent completion rating. He's got. Could I see him move down to like a number seven, number eight? Absolutely. 
But I just don't know if I trust this team right now. Let me ask something. Mm-hmm. How many national championships did Tom Brady win as a starter in college? As a starter, none. Okay. How many national championships did Patrick Mahomes win? None. Peyton Manning. One. None. Tennessee won one with Peyton, didn't he? No, they did not. That was a year later with, um, I'm trying to think of his name. It might have been Quincy Carter, but I think Quincy Carter was a bulldog. I don't remember the quarterback's name. He was number 17, but he was a year after Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning did not win a natty. All right. Some of your best quarterbacks ever. Never won a natty. I'm on quarterbacks. <laughs> not the best team. Insulting poor little AJ Swan. <laughs> got your back, AJ. <laughs> All right, what you got at number fourteen? Oh, you skipped my number thirteen. I thought you gave thirteen. What you got at thirteen then? I got Brady Cook from Missouri. Okay. Yeah, the man that you have all this hype in, but yeah, you shit on AJ Swan. <laughs> I got Brady Cook at number thirteen simply because the kid lacks confidence. He doubts himself. His head coach doubts him. I mean, Eli drink craps on this kid every chance he gets. Is he talented? Yes, but he doubts himself. He had one of the best receivers in college football last year. What did he do with it? Mm-hmm. Didn't make it happen. Had some of the best running backs in college football last year. How did that help him? When did he lift the team up on his shoulders and carry him? He didn't. <clears throat> For that reason, I just I cannot put faith in you. You're at the bottom of the barrel at the moment. I can see that. Number 14, what you got? Simply because we just don't know who the quarterback's going to be yet. I just simply put Auburn at number 14. Like I said, they haven't announced. We have no idea who it's going to be, so it's really hard to to gauge. I mean, it could be the, the two guys that you said, Absolutely. Could be there a third or fourth guy in there? Absolutely could be. So for that reason, and that's the only reason I've got Alabama listed at number 14. <clears throat> Wait a minute. That's the only reason you got who listed at 14? Alabama. Oh, Alabama. You said Auburn to start with. I could have swore I said Alabama, but yeah, I've got Alabama listed at 14. Okay, okay. You haven't confused me. You said Auburn the first time. I said, do what? <laughs> my bad. All right. My phone number 14, I got Graham Mertz out of Florida. Simply because, I mean, his there are so many mixed reviews of him coming out of the Big Ten. So many questions, so many doubts, so much criticism. And I just, I'll be honest with you, I don't believe in Billy Napier. I like Billy Napier. He says some things I like. But there was a lot of things last year where that team just did not seem bought in like they should be. It was very hit and miss. It wasn't consistent. Could they be a lot better this year? Absolutely. But I look at Anthony Richardson from the start of the year last year to the end of the year. I've never seen no real development. He almost progressed. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. So I just... I don't have faith in Napier. I don't. I don't either. And Graham Mertz is already questionable from where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, he's my biggest doubt. Gotcha. All that. That's wrapping up my list. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like what we did there. Uh, 
we've got a few disagreements in there, but I mean, hell, any one of these guys could really be interchangeable, especially, you know, later on in the season, midway through. We could go through this list again, and it could be flip-flop. You just never know. It absolutely could. It really could, man. I was thinking about college football I love is the uncertainty. Absolutely. But all in all, Big Rob, you got anything else you want to throw out there before we go? The only thing is, just want to say, everybody, that, you know, I, I definitely apologize that we haven't been on our P's and Q's with our podcast. Life gets in the way sometimes. I'm sure y'all understand, but we are back. College football is back. Let's get it going. That's absolutely correct, man. We're back, and we're here to stay. It's just going to get better and better from here, guys. Until next time, you know the deal. Let's keep those drinks cold, and let's keep those chains moving.